Hello everyone and welcome back to the Destiny Domesticated Podcast. It's your host, Destiny, and it's been so long um, (laughs) since I've made a podcast. I totally, well, it's not really the fact that I forgot about it. It's kind of just the fact that I didn't know how to make this episode. Um... I believe the last episode that I actually made on my podcast was um, the episode about my cat, Eno. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I want to say. That was about how many months ago? Three months, maybe? Two months? I'm not exactly sure. But a lot has happened in life uh, since that episode came out. And I'm going to try not to do a lot of um, uhs, and things like that. But... This is kind of a hard thing to talk about, but I feel like it's really going to help me to um, get past things and just move on and really just start pushing in the right direction if I finally get it off my chest and let everyone know what's been going on and allowing myself to get back on track and start over. So, um, first off, This year has been a hard year. It's been complicated. And for what? And for what? You know, I feel like a lot of people really struggled in 2020. And that was everyone's year to struggle with the pandemic and all of that. And there were so many things going on um, in the world, um, in our country. And it was was a very draining, hectic year. But um, besides that happening, I can't really say that there was anything that was horrible, horrible that was happening in my life, other than the fact that my dog's health was deteriorating. Um, That wasn't something that really hit us uh, hard until 2021, and if you listen to my podcast, then you know that um, in January, we actually ended up putting um, Mr. Down. It was really hard. It was one of the most complicated things I've ever had to do in my life and honestly one of the most um, traumatizing things that I ever had to witness or do and I probably will ever do. Um, But it was something that had to get done and it really did kickstart. It really kickstarted this horrible year. We're already halfway through the year and um, it's just been kind of tumbling downhill. So last month, I ended up leaving my boyfriend's parents' house where I lived for um, five years and ended up leaving Tennessee, Kentucky area where I lived for seven years almost. No, wait, yeah. Five, no, six years. I lived in their house for five years. I lived there all together for six years, I believe. Um, it was my home. I built my home there, and I honestly didn't think that it would be my forever home, but it felt like it was going to be the permanent area where I was going to live. Um, I wasn't expecting that me and my boyfriend of 11 years were going to break up. That was something that I... (laughs) I did not think was going to happen this year. I didn't think was going to happen ever. Um, I won't go into a lot of details of why exactly we broke up, only because I feel like um, even though we're not together, I still want to respect him, seeing as I still care for him in ways. Um, Just know that things happened in our relationship and it kind of just got to the point where um, I was tired of having to voice that I was uncomfortable about certain things happening and um, there just was a lack of communication in the sense of that when one of your when your significant other is telling you that something makes them uncomfortable and they don't like you doing it um, especially when it comes to another person uh, that it shouldn't be something that uh, needs to keep being addressed. It should be something that is, you know, 
you listen to it the first time and understand that you're my significant other and I respect you and I respect our relationship and I'm not going to do something that makes uh, you uncomfortable or jeopardizes our relationship. And unfortunately, it just kept on happening and got to the point where I couldn't really do it anymore as much as I wanted to stay with him and loved him because we built our entire life together. We were honestly supposed to uh, move to a whole other town and um, get an apartment and we were going to start fre fresh, brand new. Um, in May, we were so excited and then this happened and it kind of was just like, it's the final straw. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the um, of the Olivia Rodrigo song uh, where she says something along the lines of, I dealt with all of this just so that I could have you. That's kind of how it was. Um, it was a lot of, I'm just enduring a lot of this pain and uncomfortableness, uneasiness, because I want you so badly. But it got to the point where it's like, you just keep tearing everything down and it's not even worth it anymore, you know? It kind of just got to that point of constant worrying, and you shouldn't have to be constantly worrying in your relationship and paranoid and worried that your significant other is doing something behind your back. Even if that's not exactly what they're doing, um, it's still really painful knowing that they know <laughs> that you're struggling in those ways and they're not doing anything necessarily to help you. Um, but... Yeah, so I ended up leaving, and I'm at my mom's house in a whole other state, and I, I kind of really been struggling emotionally and mentally with everything happening, and I really wanted to make this episode to talk about everything that's been going on and the fact, like, me being gone and catching you guys up. But this episode really is going to go deeper than that because I want to talk about just mental health, um, especially just because this this past month has been horrid, and it's not really anything that I ever want anyone to have to experience, and um, I want to just talk about it because I feel like it, it's, it's my responsibility as somebody who has a platform in any sense. I know I don't really have a platform here on my podcast, but I do um, in other ways, and I feel like it's still important to talk about mental health, especially when I'm going through something terrible, because I'm not the type of person who likes to hide things or make it seem like I'm perfect. If anything, I love to be transparent. I feel like that's like one of the most important things that you can do as somebody who has a platform is to let people know that it's perfectly fine to be human and that um, it's it's perfectly it's it's okay to express your emotions and to be down. Um, moving away, just that dr that car ride from Tennessee here with my ex boyfriend, it was hard um, because, like I said, we had been together whether we've been dating or not, for 11 years, but just loving someone for 11 years, um, it was so hard. It still is hard. I'm not going to like say, oh, I'm perfectly fine because I'm not. Trying to figure out how to live without this person that you've lived with every day for 11 <laughs> years, you know, and I have an episode on my podcast talking about how we met, and I've been contemplating if I want to take that down or not. Um, I want to take it down just because we're not dating any anymore, and I feel like it's just res it's just respectful to both of us to take it down because if we move on or something like that. But in the other sense, it's like no, it's a part of my podcast and. Whether or not it's relevant now, it still is a part of my life and my, my past. And he, even though he's not in my life now, he still was a huge important part of it. And I want to treasure that. So I haven't really decided if I'm going to take it down or not. But if it's still up by the time this episode comes out, then um, if you want to know more about how 
our relationship formed and why I say like it's very complicated then watch that it'll give you a better understanding or listen to it a better understanding of why this whole thing has been as complicated as it's been because I feel like if it was just like okay we lived with each other for five years like how we lived with each other in person for five years then I feel like maybe it wouldn't have been as complicated of a breakup as it was um I kind of had a different plan in mind when I left and we clearly had two different ideas of how we how we thought that things were gonna go I um, very much wanted our relationship to continue um, and that's because you know whenever you hit a certain age and you're with someone you start to plan out your future with that person which is exactly what I did um, I allowed myself to completely plan a future in my mind and I set that future um, in my mind so I I wanted that I I needed that to happen seen as I revolved my entire um, existence around it you know uh, this is where we, we were gonna live because we both loved this type of area this is the type of job I was gonna have because you were gonna be doing this and I knew that I would be able to do that this is the house that we wanted this was the kind of car that we wanted we agreed that this this is how many kids we would have this is the kind of wedding we said that we would both be okay with having you know it's just things like that and um, side note <laughs> something that honestly really sucked was that after all of this happened he actually for some reason I don't know why um, needed to tell me that uh, now that we're broken up that he was actually going to propose this year um, as if adding lemon juice to a wound <laughs> that's exactly like what it was is adding lemon juice to a open wound it's like why do you feel like you needed to tell me that um, it didn't do anything but just break break me further but um yes why this was complicated was because of that because there was so much built around this person and not only was he someone who i dated he was my best friend my absolute best friend and um whenever i left like i said i wanted our relationship to continue to to continue on i just wanted this to be an opportunity for both of us to do what we needed to do to work on ourselves individually and then eventually um end up getting back together but not in the sense of hey you come get me and we're going back to your parents house it would be no you know we're gonna kind of both do our own thing individually and excuse me um save up our money and then come together um but that's not what he wanted he kind of saw it as that well you left so i don't want anything to do with you just to put it frankly and uh it kind of was like a punch to the face because I understand like where he's coming from it's it, it, it might have like felt like another form of betrayal me leaving but it's it's kind of like it's kind of like I expected more from you whenever you're with someone for not months but years you kind of um, just hope on the fact that our relationship meant enough to you that we could work on each other enough and fix it. I needed to leave because he wasn't fighting hard enough and I wanted him to fight and he wouldn't. Um, I didn't give him an ultimatum or anything like that, I just left. But if he would have honestly tried to fight, I probably wouldn't have. Um, I, wanted the, I wanted the fight to continue even after I left because I still wanted to be with him he didn't want to put in a fight again and there was nothing really I could do about that but just be sad and the sadness just kept getting worse and worse because why doesn't this person who claims to love me so badly and so deeply and would do anything for me and I'm the best person that they've ever known and all of this you know you're the love of my life why aren't they fighting for me and 
it was a complicated thing to try to wrap my head around, especially throwing in the fact that I'm in a whole new state. I, I've never been in this house, like living here. My mom moved whenever I moved to Tennessee. So, um, I'm in a, I'm in a new state. I'm in a new house. Um, my dog is dead. I had to leave my cat who I raised since she was two months old, so she's like my precious baby. I had to leave her. I had to leave basically all of my belongings that weren't my clothes, um, a huge majority of my art supplies. Um, I had to leave and just things that were comfort to, to me. Um, I had to leave everything that I was used to and start all over in a place where I can't really leave the house. It's a town that I absolutely hate, um, and there's, there isn't really any opportunity here. Like, when I mean it's small, it is small. Um, and one of the biggest things that I had to deal with, or that I've been dealing with, is just the loneliness. Because um, I'm just used to a certain type of thing, and um, I don't know, I feel like... I don't want to say that the breakup itself is necessarily what has caused me to uh, spiral as hard as I did. I feel like that was just the tip of the iceberg. Or not the tip of the iceberg. That's like basically what, what is like the word? Like, um... And basically was like the final straw like that made the whole tower fall that's kind of like what it was there was so many things that has had been happening um, just in my own like head that had just been growing and growing and growing and formulating and all of these things and um, not really knowing how to properly heal and express and even just cope and feel those emotions that it just kept building up and building up and building up and building up. And I knew that it was kind of getting worse because it was getting to the point where every year I was having some sort of big breakdown. And I hadn't really had things like this happen to me before. Um, I think a, lo a lot of it happened or dealt with me being homesick. Or not really homesick, but just... It's a thing with attachment. Um, I don't really know where it stems from exactly, but it may be some daddy issues. Uh, but I get attached to people and things, even events and memories, uh, to the point to where it can make me physically sick when I think about things changing. And the fact of, le of once already leaving everything I knew when I had to leave my mom and my family to move to Tennessee with a person I had never really even been around in person. We dated five years um, online, but I wasn't really used to seeing Chris in person, but I trusted him fully to move to another state with him. Uh, I had nothing but my clothes and my dog. Um, and we left to another state and it was very hard to adjust to that because again it was the same situation that I'm in now a brand new everything and um what was I gonna say um it it triggered a lot of breakdowns for me I my emotional health was really really weird and I felt like I was more fragile I was more prone to um lashing out and it was because I didn't really know how to cope and how to properly handle those emotions. I always knew that I was kind of like an emotional person even as a kid. I still remember my siblings calling me uh, crybaby a lot in the Grinch because my sadness and anger were always really prevalent and as I got older, I feel like people saw me more as just a super really happy person, but I really knew how to pretend to be 
happy, giggly, smiley all the time because I figured that this is what people wanted and nobody wants to be around a Debbie Downer, but it would just be those moments of something minor, the mi the littlest, most minuscule thing happening and feeling like I just needed to tear the room apart or just feeling like I needed to rip something apart and bite something and grind my teeth like it would get to that point and it's just been something that's been growing and growing and growing like I said and you know I dealt with a lot that I never really even talk about um it wasn't until I was way older that I even talked about the racism and bullying that I dealt with in elementary school um and then in middle school even just dealing with the trauma of um, dating somebody, I mean, yes, it was middle school, but it's still something that I hold on to because at the time it was traumatic having somebody tell you that they cared about you and already having these sort of like abandonment, commitment sort of problems because having a dad who kind of like walks in and walks out and walks in and walks out you kind of just want to hold on to someone when you have some when you have someone you just want to hold on to them and you're scared that they're going to leave you and that they don't really care about you because it's something that you've seen um i always really just wanted that from my dad was you know a constant relationship and um what is the word um uh, where you're like knowing what is it uh, and I can't think of the word a constant and uh, I can't think of the word but a, basically in a relationship where you know that this person cares about you you don't have to you don't have to try to guess if they care about you and um you just you're just comfortable and you know uh i never had that even even whenever i dated other people even when i felt like they did commit to me fully or everything that they were saying was genuine and true i it always was really hard for me to believe it um and so whenever i was in middle school and I had this person who told me all these things and i know it's freaking middle school but being somebody who struggles with these things you hold on to everything like i said it's an attachment issue i i hold on to so many memories um, from when i was a kid from whenever i was in a teenager i hold on to everything because everything is so meaningful and it's hard to let go of anything for me it really is and so i just remember this and believing wholeheartedly that this person like cared about me deeply and that we were gonna be together forever because they told me that and this was before i kind of let myself not believe that people you know didn't care about me i thought that i finally found someone who wasn't like my dad and i let myself like believe 100% that this person cared about me with everything and so I took my hooks and I hooked myself onto them and I allowed myself to give 100% of everything I was and then I found out that they literally didn't even like me and only were with me uh, because my sister basically like made a bet and it was traumatizing it was traumatizing to know that and so many other things happened um of even me losing people that were important like my grandpa and even knowing that i lost a friend to suicide it was hard it was things that started to build up and i didn't really know how to talk about them without um like i mean I didn't really know how to talk about it, not because I didn't want to, but just because I felt like nobody really understood what I felt. And I felt like nobody, if nobody understood how I felt exactly, they didn't deserve to even talk about it. Because nobody was going to understand how I felt. Everyone was going to see it from their own perspective. And I needed everyone to understand how I felt. And I felt like there weren't really words that could describe 
how it felt and just from like those sort of events and the bullying that I endured and um whenever I moved to Georgia and it was horrible 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 I completely my entire identity and character were just destroyed every time I went into that school until I just became a blank slate and these are all the things that I just kept holding on to and just keep building up and building up and building up and never having a proper outlet or anyone to talk to um I feel like just throughout the years this happened this breakup happened and it was finally just like you have had enough now you're not even going to break at this point because when things break there's a chance that they can be fixed but we're going to completely shatter you and that's what it felt like happened um every day I think I cry (laughs) I still do I still do um it's it's such a hard thing to try to go through and I have wanted to make this you know podcast for a while now and I tried to make a gaming video you guys know that I have a gaming channel that I've been neglecting horribly but I made a video I was editing the video but I had to delete it because I was way too angry um I was I was just too angry and it sounded like I was just way way angry at Chris which makes sense um he deserves anger but at the same time he doesn't I feel like we we both kind of know what happened in our relationship and things and what has even happened thus after um I haven't been the most uh caring person to his emotions and I haven't been the most understanding person and I've I understand that but I <laughs> I'm somebody who is also dealing with something way beyond my control and I shouldn't have expected some a simple just normal person like Chris to be able to handle something like this I can't even handle something like this so I kind of was just thinking that while you dated me, I need you to be the one who helped me because you were kind of everything. You were my only friend. You were the only person who I ever really talked to. You know everything about me and my mental health history and just my mental health in general, my emotional health and all things like that. So I need you to help me. And because he didn't or he kind of just decided to ignore me, I couldn't take it and I kept badgering him every day about it and I know that this is probably the thing that tore us apart even more because we kind of ended ended on good terms all he wanted for me was for me to just move on and be happy I couldn't really understand why he wanted that for me when I kept voicing over and over that All I wanted was for us to work on ourselves and fix the relationship we already had. Um, But then he had finally actually voiced to me a couple days ago that along with the idea of wanting me to move on and be happy, he kind of wanted this to happen because he wanted to be alone. And I wish that it kind of would have been just him letting me know that from the beginning. (laughs) I feel like it could have just saved us a lot. Like, you know, if we would have just ended our relationship on a mutual note and and not having to be because of bad things. Because if somebody's hurting and the other person just wants out, then I feel like there could have been a way that we could have ended it in a way where there weren't any foul feelings. But when I first made that gaming video, I was way too angry and I couldn't I couldn't do that. Nobody deserves to be getting um attacked here. Uh it the the whole situation is complicated 
and it's way, 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 way too complicated. I now am okay enough to make a video to talk about this because I don't harbor any ill feelings toward Chris. I mean, I do, but not like in a way of like, I hate you. It's kind of just like, I wish that like you would have done better, you know? And I am now more so angry at myself because I wasn't allowing myself to get help. I wasn't allowing myself to look on the brighter side of things because I wanted to wallow in my sorrow. And I felt like if I was just going to cry and cry and cry, that eventually it would help me and that I needed to let go of all of these emotions and feelings that I've been building up so much. But the fact of the matter is that crying is only going to get you so far and wallowing is only going to get you so far from that point you gotta get yourself up and you gotta get back on the saddle and you know I've been catching up on my shows and things and trying to slowly get back into the swing of things and I was watching a million little things I love I love that show it's so good and um, I love the show because they talk a lot about mental health and I love it. Any show that helps bring down the stigma around mental health. But um, the whole premise of the show is basically this friend group that is trying to just get past the suicide of their friend. And there's another character on the show named Rome who was going to commit suicide the same day as their friend John but he got a phone call that ended up saving his life. If he wouldn't have gotten that phone call, there would have been two friends dead that day. And I was watching this. Sh I was watching the show, and um, spoiler, I don't know what episode this was. It's the most recent episode that came out. There was a scene where he's talking to John's daughter Sophie, and Sophie's asking Rome, you know, I know that this is a touchy question but how did you know that you wanted to kill yourself and Rome said something along the lines of just you know it's not that you don't want to be alive it's that you can't find any other reason to or it's not that you want to die you just can't find any other reason to live or you can't find anything else to live for and um I resonated so much with that I this part's gonna get kind of dark so if you don't like things like this then please check out of this video now because we're going to be talking about depression and suicide so I I wish that I could say that I have been a happy person I feel like a lot of the times I was telling Chris, uh, all I ever want in life is to be happy. And, you know, you see these little things of people asking someone, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they say, I want to be happy. And it's like, oh, <laughs> it's cheesy, wah. But when I say when I see things like that, it makes me emotional because I when I hear people say that, I can't even imagine what it is that they feel because I have been saying that for so long is that I just want to know what it feels like to be happy. And like, no, but like there's I mean, there's like a it makes sense. I mean, ah. Like, there's a difference between just going every day and having happy moments happen in your life. Like, good things happen that put you in a good mood and you smile and you laugh. And that in, its, in the moment is happiness. But I'm talking about waking up and going throughout the day and going throughout the week and going throughout a year and just having a time period in your life when you were happy. I 
like I said before, I hold on to everything. And I hold on specifically to this one time in my life where I lived in Germany and it was summer and it's the only time I can remember where I was happy. And I, like, I feel like the normal human probably isn't happy majority of their life, but I feel like happiness shouldn't be something that people are praying for. I feel like it should be something that happens more so in life, that it doesn't have to be something that people are wishing for. And it's actually really sad. It really is. Um... I am a natural pessimistic person, just by default. It isn't something that I try to do. It isn't something that I think is cool or quirky. It's actually something I wish that I could grow out of, but sadly, I have been pessimistic my entire life, and um, sometimes I fall too deep into my pessimistic ways, and I hate the idea of wanting to be happy. It's just easier to be sad. And um, I don't want happy people around me. And I don't like to look at happy things. And I just like to wallow. But I, I, I'm just getting to the point now where, you know, it kind of just got a little dark at some point and I just was like what is like what is even the point anymore you know like I got to that point and I never been to that point before and I never wanted to be at that point ever and that's why I'm kind of just like trying to figure out so badly what exactly is happening right now? Is it the fact that this breakup is triggering everything else? Or could it be the fact that this relationship itself is that bad that it is bringing out all of these bad emotions? Um, that it could be triggering all of my negative, not just everything that's happened in my life, but just all of my emotions at once. Um, just the abandonment stuff, the attachment stuff, the separation stuff, the loneliness, sadness, anger, just jealousy, um, paranoia, everything. It's just constant and it's rampant. And speaking on to with the episode of A Million Little Things, um, right after Rome says that whole piece... Uh, Sophie tells him that basically something along the line of she's been thinking about suicide and he's just like you know I want to tell you right now that you are so loved and you know it's good to be a strong person but being a strong person means being strong enough to let somebody know when you're weak. And I heard him say that earlier today. And I watched that episode again and I watched that scene again just not that long ago. But whenever I watched that scene this morning, I was like, no, Rome, like, you don't get it. Nobody's going to just, you know be okay or no one's gonna just come to your rescue and it's not gonna be that easy it's gonna be complicated and people are gonna judge you and it's just gonna be more trouble than it's worse and at this point I still have been badgering Chris about everything that you're doing to me and why aren't you helping me and you know why aren't you caring and just the whole confusion around that and you know, it finally got to the point where I was just feeling so crappy that I told my mom, I told her, I said, listen, or like, you know, I don't want you to call me because I know that if she called me that it would have been 
probably really uncomfortable. Um, I'm not someone who talks about my mental health with like my family because I always feel like they're not going to understand. I never really struggled talking to it about Chris be or with Chris because literally our first conversation ever was about him and his uh, mental struggles and <laughs> I already I talked about that in my meeting my boyfriend or you know on that episode <sighs> but I never struggled talking to it about him because I knew that he understood in a sense and oops sorry my thoughts are noises and that we could just talk about it and help each other. Now I'm realizing that both of us probably need professional help because um, he told me all this stuff whenever I was a kid. And from what I know, uh, his parents never got him proper help. And knowing his parents, um, they're very much, we're just going to joke around about it and make fun of you and not do anything about it type people. And just knowing that he was a literal 12-year-old kid who came to a 13-year-old kid talking about suicide. Uh, I can't even imagine like how he was feeling in the sense of not knowing who to go to. I didn't even know his name. And he literally sighed, and that was the first thing that he told me. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even know what the term mental health meant. I was just a 13-year-old kid who was trying to play Call of Duty. And as years went by, I learned more about who he was and who his family was. And I understand that he did get professional help at once, but it didn't last very long. And even whenever he tells me now that um, therapy did help him, uh, he also would tell me back then that it didn't. And But then he also tells me at the same time that he wishes that he still could go. I feel like something that would benefit two people who've been struggling with their own demons for so long without any proper help just need to get help and I kept talking about how I wanted to um, work on myself and I wanted him to work on ourselves, and eventually we would end up getting mad together after we've done that but at this point I kind of just feel like now that we're not together now is the time for us to try to get that help that we both needed when we were together. And maybe that's why things were too rocky is because we were just dealing with our own things. And I could say that for myself, but <laughs> dating him, I know that it's more complicated than that. He just has an issue with talking to females. But um, I feel like this is probably really what I need to help me just be one a better person but next time I'm in a relationship to be more there to be more present and not so down all the time and stuck in my own head so I told my mom that I didn't want her to call me I didn't want it to be like this huge big deal um, I didn't want her to be worried about me or anything like that and I just told her I said I don't want you to call me but do you think that you can look into getting me a therapist and she said what kind of therapist and I said just somebody that I can talk to about my emotions and you know, my mom has been trying. Again, like I said, growing up, mental health really hasn't wasn't like a huge thing. And I totally get it. I feel like only nowadays, mental health is starting to become something that's really focused on. Um, and I love that. I love how the stigma around mental health is slowly breaking. And we're getting through these barriers and things. Because I know that in the generation of, like, my generation growing up, 
mental health wasn't something that was super like touched on we would kind of have a suicide prevention PSA here or there but it never went anything deeper than that we didn't really learn very much about mental disabilities and uh, mental illnesses and things like that um, not like this newer generation is definitely going to be able to grow up um, with all the tools and things that they need to really get their mental health together. Uh, so I don't blame my mom really for not being all up to date and like being super on mental health and stuff like that. It's not something that was, you know, really cared about back then. And <clears throat> that's okay. I just need to figure it out now before it gets too late and while I'm still young enough to have a good amount of life ahead of me to get this done and still be able to do all the things that I want to do so um, I'm hoping that we can figure it out and that maybe I can start trying to really figure out what all of these things in my head are because um, I'm not someone who self-diagnoses. Um, I hate I hate the fact that so many people are getting diagnosed with mental illnesses at a general practitioner's office. Like what? Uh, it's uh, it's terrible. But I do want to say that I truly believe that there may be something there and. Again, I don't want to self-diagnose, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's, um, I want to say, uh, honestly, probably, like, bipolar depression or something. Just based off of, like, what I've seen and what I know in my, my brain and my soul, it may be something wrong along those lines, and I'm really hoping that it's not. Um, but I'm fully aware to accept if it is. Um, but after telling my mom, I feel this huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. I laid in bed and I smiled at the fact that oh, all of this can probably almost be over. You know, it's been only, yes, a month, but it feel, feels like it's been forever. Um, I'm ready just to see, like, ding, the sunshine over the clouds. And I know, like, Destiny, you're being optimistic. <laughs> and that's probably where you're going to go wrong. Because I know that things don't change overnight, but... Just the fact of something happening is exciting. Um, and as for me, just trying to do things that are better, I have been applying to places here to try to just get out and distract myself. But unfortunately, everyone place is like avoiding me. Um, <laughs> uh, I... <sighs> I've started creating again, which has been really fun. I miss it. I It's been so long since I've like done anything creative just because I've had like major art block and it usually happens where I'm really uncomfortable. But just trying to keep myself distracted, I'm tapping back into things like that. And I feel like that's also a great thing is to find things to keep you distracted and away from your internal thoughts because they really will just eat away at you. Um, so that's just what I've been doing. And like I said, I just wanted to update you guys on what's been happening and why I haven't posted an episode in so long. But I also just wanted to let you guys know that through despite everything that's been happening that's happened this year with losing mister and having to leave Eno and my breakup that it's been hard but I'm okay um I kind of just letting the emotions go and trying to ride it out uh you know <laughs> uh listening to the song 
uh, emoji of a wave. It kind of just reminds me of like how I've been trying to live with just the fact of like this comes in waves and sometimes it's good but sometimes a bigger wave of bad emotions comes but it's all about just riding them and seeing where it's going to take you and that's kind of what I'm doing right now and just hoping for the best but um life is a mixed bag you never really know what you're going to get you might get more good than bad or vice versa it's all about just how you handle you know handle it and i'm trying to do things to help me handle it better especially by getting help and which leads me to just say remember what rome said is that you know being strong being a strong person is good but being a strong person means letting people know when you're feeling weak so if you're somebody who's been struggling with things don't be afraid to reach out to anybody and just let them know how you've been feeling and trust someone who's actually going to do something because unfortunately I had to find out that even after telling people that I've been struggling, sinking mentally, uh, they really didn't care. So make sure that you're surrounding yourself by, with people who actually care truly about your mental health and just your life in general. Um, and keep those people close to you and understand that you may even love those people who are not taking it seriously, but you gotta let those people go. And let them realize that they're pretty shitty for not caring about you. And find new people to surround yourself with. People who care about you and people who you care about deeply. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this. It's 1 o'clock in the morning and I am probably going to go get another popsicle because your girl is obsessed with them and I'm thirsty like a camel. Um... But anyway, yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Um, I don't know when the next episode is going to come out because, like I said, I'm still going through shiz. I just wanted to upload this to let you guys know that I'm okay and that, you know, keeping you guys updated on all the things. Uh, don't forget to like this podcast and you can also find us over on um, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. What is it called? <laughs> on um uh no no you can't you can't find us on apple can you i think you can unless i post on apple and i'm not gonna post on apple well for right now you can find us on anchor and you can find us over here on spotify and if i post on youtube i don't know um but for right now just check us out on spotify or anchor and i'll see you guys the next time i make a podcast or talk to you next time all right Good night.